divine Truth and preservation of our soul shine I can feel it, yours and mine Close your eyes and witness it inside In your bones, you will know Trust and let go Welcome to another amazing episode of All Things in the Name of Love. And today I have with me my dear soul brother, Ethan Catlin, who I've known, I don't know, I don't know, I, I, like, I feel like we've known each other many lifetimes, but like in this lifetime, it's been probably like, I don't know, like pretty much after I got into Shasta, I guess two, two and a half years ago. I don't even know because it just feels like it's been seamless the whole time. Um, and we were just talking before we recorded about... Um, how to really balance the need to serve and serve self. And uh, so I want to welcome you, Ethan. And I'm so grateful you have the time to do this with me. And I'm sure we're going to have a fun egg conversation. <laughs> Thank you for having me, sister. Yeah, I know it hasn't relatively hasn't been that long. But uh, ever since we met in Shasta, things things move fast. and connections the synchronicities and the growth and expansion that we've all had together it's been exceptional so a lot can happen when you're uh when you're following that flow and spirit Mm. and shasta is like such a vortex for like oh you want spiritual growth (laughs) here you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you were talking about um, what we were sharing earlier, and that's in how we balance out in the service and giving to others. Yeah, yeah because uh, right now I'm in a space where, you know, I'm in a new community and um, given my own health experiences, I've, I've been really pulling in to do self-care. And my tendency is to give at, to the exclusion of myself. And so now I'm learning like my tendency to like, oh, let me, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to offer to help until I fill my cup up. And you were saying that you're trying to learn that balance between physical work and your work at Soul Connection Center and your self-care, which is a whole lot. And you're more, you're way more extroverted than I am. So it's, it's interesting to get that perspective um, from somebody who, well, your family, your family is very connected in soul in in Shasta, and you're you're a major figure in Shasta. And how do you balance that, or how are you learning to balance that? Well, it's been a journey for me in the last uh, almost two three years, but it wasn't until I got back from really taking my journey um, away from Shasta to really get that, um, yeah, to really get get that i didn't get it for a long time i was always uh feeling like i had to be a part of every conversation that i had to be at every event that i had to meet everybody and i had to be the soul connector for the soul connections community center and i had to connect these uh pieces to this uh, you know this community that's grown here and introducing people and uh meeting more people and then uh 
you know, I took some time off and I went to go travel. I even spent some time. I lived somewhere else. And, you know, so I was able to come back with a new perspective and mm -hmm. know that, you know, whereas what we were talking about before, it's that in that surrendered state of letting go and that flow, we can always trust that whoever we're supposed to meet, wherever we're supposed to be, mm -hmm. and it's always perfect and it's always divinely aligned. And um, I was able to let go, like what you're doing up there in Orcas Island. It's like that surrender experiment. I came back and I started to explore more just receiving and less trying to do everything, less trying to make these things happen mm -hmm. and being content with less. And then the quality of my experiences were so much more, uh, yeah, enriching because, yeah, I stopped. I was in, not that I wasn't connecting, but I was going out less. I was, I was trusting, I was honoring myself. So that was the part where it's like I took more time for me mm -hmm. and, and stopped having to go out and find something, allow myself to attract everything. That is like with, you know, where I'm supposed to be. So it was, uh, yeah, it was that point where I really resonate with your journey. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's really fascinating because like, I was pretty social down there. Um, I mean, for me, <laughs> it was pretty social. And here, the only thing, the only beings I want to be social with are the trees and the plants and the animals. And I know two people that I, that I speak with, like my, my housemate and uh, her friend Ezekiel. I've spoken with Ezekiel three times. I'm like, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> and everything else is like the trees are talking. I'm like seeing the magic of, all of wildlife on a deeper level and i don't really have any desire which is fascinating to 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 use this phrase to to interact with the two-leggeds as much mm -hmm. um because the richness of everything else like there's a that's caught my eye. There's an eagle that's fishing outside from where I'm staying right now. I'm like, that's like, what could possibly like, what com other than a conversation with you, <laughs> like what, because I know how resonant we are. Like there, there aren't many things to me that would be more fascinating and heart opening than watching that. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if that's, just my soul, like trying to recalibrate me so that when I talk with humans again, I can be more, um, more authentic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that we can be much more ourselves because we're not trying to fit into everyone else's story mm -hmm. fully with our own story. Like, in a way that what is Ethan want right now instead of having the obligation of showing up for all of these especially in a social dynamic of like you know where am I there's all these circles that I'm you know wanting to connect with and all of mm -hmm. these 
meetings that I'm wanting to go to. But first off, how can I fully show up authentically, fully, if I have not taken that time to really ground with like, where am I supposed to be? Where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I want? Um, you know, as an empath and a very sensitive uh, being like we are, I feel like we can get lost in other people's energies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, we're all doing it. I feel like we're all kind of pulling and on each other's energies mm-hmm. that we don't know. But once we take that time, which what I began to find when I'm in nature for six hours and I'm working, mm-hmm. if I do that every morning, spend six hours to myself, like you said, the things that really liven me, you know, sitting on that mountain, just being still between, you know, between work. And then when I come back in the community, I feel like, yeah, I'm much more, much more content Mm. with where I'm at and much more trusting and who I'm supposed to meet. And I feel more guided to, you know, that inner, yes to where i'm supposed to put my energy that inner yeah it seems like i get my power back mm-hmm. take that space for me yeah like you know you take it to the extreme and just like going don't know anyone and just being in that complete that journey just that leap of faith to not knowing like where am i going you know where am i going to stay who am i going to meet and right. without um what i'm exploring is how i can do that every day you know with you know having deep roots and community here but then where can i have that little adventure every day and that's what i love that my little six hour retreat i love that <laughs> no that's so that's so important because like when we give ourselves that much time we really can connect deeper within ourselves um, I've had like my intuition has skyrocketed since I moved here. And like there's a redwood in a little community called Olga that I met three weeks ago. And she talks to me like uh, when I met her, she literally mm-hmm. she felt all the energy of all the trees that you had that I connected with on your land. She pulled me back like this. And I was on my tippy toes for 20 minutes, leaning into her because she was, uh-huh. she was receiving something from me. And then I finally was able to pull myself free and I did a wolf breath with her. And I heard from her very clearly. She's like, you're going to be meditating with me weekly. I haven't quite gotten there yet, but um, the first time I went was last week and she like I was worried because it was on public property and I wasn't sure if I should contact anyone and, you know, all those stories, right. Cause we all have mm-hmm. stories and, and like, is, is it okay for me to do this? And so I got to her and she said, I asked you to meditate with me. I'm older than anyone on this Island. You do not need permission from anyone else. And I was like, Oh, and she said, and that's for the land, that's for the water, that's for the animals. If that being wants your attention and wants your commitment to it, doesn't matter what the signs say, what anyone says, they want to communicate with you. And I was like, okay, because I never heard a non-human 
that clearly with that much direction it's like no 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 all those all those things that were taught right all those layers of permission and like this is like a fine line between manners and 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 rules Mm -hmm. um and redwood said to me those human rules yeah honor them if you need to but like really if someone on that land wants you you go visit it i'm like oh okay because she's calling me into a deeper understanding of like the non-humans need attention too and if they're giving you permission i'm not i'm not flouting anyone i'm not trying to like disrespect anyone but like if if the tree the 500 year old tree is on your property and it wants me to come visit i'll probably say hey that tree wants me to come visit just to let you know i'm not going to hurt anything but i need to go visit that tree i've never heard anything like that before but it's because I'm tuning into here more. And there was some medicine for the two of us that I'd never experienced before with a tree because I'm giving myself that space. Mm. Wow. That's incredible. The depth of your experiences since really being with that intuitive uh, guidance. Yeah. Uh, nature wow i've i have to say i've never uh i've never heard it quite explained like that um but it's really inspiring just uh to fully be in that in that mode of connecting to the unseen and to the unheard or as much as you know this our regular interactions with the as you say the two-legged it's like Mm -hmm. this human life this human way that we yeah we interact with the world um to go to a deeper level of connection they the want land. us to talk to them oh my gosh this isn't something that i've been deeply calling in i go to trees and because i have a very deep relationship to the trees and for me yeah i started out um when i first came to shasta i think i was like 12 and i uh I started an outdoor school with, I was going to this apprentice program for, uh, yeah, primitive earth sur- living, not survival, but living, fully thriving on the land. Mm. This was by Tom Brown Jr.'s work. And uh, this was my, yeah, my introduction to Mount Shasta was wow. being in this headwaters and with that my old teacher at the time was like a mentor for me like uh he was that mountain man that i'd always romanticized about like the stories of hugh glass and jeremiah johnson with the man that just up on top of that mountain and totally in tune to the land that solitude that peace that uh. and that uh, inspired me to be close to the trees because he was very close to trees and um, would teach us how to grok the trees. I realized I hadn't done that in a while. 
But now that you're reminding me, this is what I was showing me. It's that in meditating with the trees and the grokking was a way of really attuning uh, to the land in a deeper way. Like you're saying, uh, they have things to tell us. The earth, it's always communicating. It's always present with us in the signs that we miss because we walk by and we're looking for a phenomena, but like in Shasta, you know, we're looking for the big mystical experience, but right. we've missed it. Walk right by the trees and we see um, the little things in nature that we can start to appreciate. I've, I've, I've sat and watched the sunset go down for two hours. I've never done that. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that. That's what. So, you mentioned a word that I haven't heard before. Grokking. What is grokking? <clears throat> grokking was a sort of meditation. Okay. But what mentioned behind that meditation that we were taught was to sit uh, with your back up against the tree and root with the tree mm. and become. That's what it is. It's emerging. It's becoming oh. with. It's a really deep uh, meditation method cool. that we were. Like rocking comes from the, um, the the Druid tradition. Okay. That shown to me, because um, yeah, my mentor at the time, uh, Tim Corcoran, was uh, yeah, he was Irish and deeply um, connected to these traditions in Ireland. Wow. And yeah. That's uh yeah, it's a simple, simple explanation. Okay. It's uh, it's a meditation on becoming, it's a meditation on merging mm. and consciousness of that being that is the tree at this in this particular case, or any of the devas. So mm. I'm gonna yeah, try it's a <laughs> with the tree. Yeah. And then even these messages, which is what I'm hearing from you, like the tree is calling to you and you're answering that call you're feeling that and that's uh why it came up for me but that's interesting my relationship to the trees you're really inspiring me by sharing that story because i've had this long journey and i'm coming full circle back to the tree and i've come so far to having connected having seamless seemingly disconnected and then reconnecting and understanding the I've much more of an appreciation and a depth mm. to now after having been a timber faller for all those years. And wow. now I'm feeling like now, yeah, they've always been talking to me, even if I wasn't necessarily rocking, meditating, but I've always been in service to the yeah. trees, rooting the trees. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> I, love that. I love that. Yeah, the the sense I'm getting, especially where I'm staying this week, is how how deeply nature wants to connect with us now. Like when I was on the ferry coming over, I still haven't seen the orcas yet, but um, I felt them. And when I'm on the ferry, I like my heart is like. I'm on the ferry. This is amazing. The rest of my body's like, what? The like, because they're like, 
I'm scared. Like I just left the last person I knew and I'm going off on this adventure and like, it's a fairy. <laughs> I'm on an Island. And, and the, I heard the orcas say, Oh my gosh, she's finally, she's, she's on, she's on the ferry. She's finally doing it. Oh my gosh. We've been waiting for her. Mm. God, 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 she's, she's coming. And their 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 native name is I'm going to say this so wrong, Quillamanchin. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, so they're not orcas. They're definitely not killer whales. Um, they're the people that live under the sea. Mm. The people that live under the sea. Mm. Wow! It says people. Yep, the Salish, the Salish tribe considers them people under the tree, uh, under the sea, rather. And and when I heard that, and I, I met a, I met a native who who showed me a video of it, and because he's a videographer on on Lummi Island, and he's like, I want you to like just watch this one, and I was like, oh, I get it, I get it, and I've always been drawn to that style of artistry. Like of mm. all the native art and then in the United States, that particular tribe is the one I like the most. Mm. Wow. Yeah. The way, uh, connection. Was that uh, a particular tribe there where you are that has really connected to the whales? Yeah, it's uh, the Salish tribe. Yeah. Mm. And they used to live on all the islands. They actually did a canoe canoe around the islands. Uh, this is their third year doing it. And they stopped in on, on Orcas and we had a we had a potluck with them. And we got to meet the young braves who paddled around in a canoe on the ocean in between islands. I'm like, okay, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> I'm just going to bow in deference to you. Um, but I was able to feel into their energy and like there's a kinship. Like I feel a kinship to the redwoods and the sequoias and the cedars here. Um, I just call them my kin because they are. <laughs> um, and it's just so it's, it's beautiful because like there's something there is Lemurian energy on this island. Because, mm. you know, because I'm here. There has to be a Lemurian energy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. And it was uh, shown to you before we talked to you were telling me about uh, some stories. There's some lore and myth around that island. Yeah, there's... um. This... <laughs> Well, I, there's, there's lots of, like, this is an ancient, this area, there's about a hundred, there's a hundred or so islands in between here and Canada. And my phone regularly tells me, welcome to Canada, because I'm so close. <laughs> I'm like, mm. no, I'm, I'm still in Washington, even though the line is really blurry and it doesn't make any sense. Um, but the tribes had different, like, I, I know, I, oh, blah, blah. tribes use all the islands. This island has a bay called Massacre Bay. I think that I'm supposed to go to that land and hold space for it and transmute the energy. 
There are there are beings of light on this island. Um, I'm finding them slowly. <laughs> and for me, it's like the land feels magical. Like it has a Shasta energy to it, except it's an island as opposed to Shasta. So it's very curious to see what's what's going to unfold with that because I just feel it. Mm. And I can feel my play coming out more, which is really nice too. <laughs> I felt uh, when you said curious and what will happen um that i felt the play of uh the adventure mm -hmm. the not knowing and that's exciting well, I, I got my park pass today and i was just like i am free i have a park pass <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay and explore any of the parks there yeah i mean uh, there's there's like four parks on this island, but like I can, I now I'm able to visit any state park in Washington. And then separate from that, there's a Northwest Forest Pass, which I have to get when I'm going to visit um, the national forest places. But like, I'm excited because I, I, I miss hiking and hiking up here is magical. Mm. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Hiking anywhere. Hiking. True. True out and there's that connection again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah finding more and more since uh doing the tours uh that yeah. nature does all of the teaching mm. if we can hold that space of like for our own experiences letting go but also with guiding with the others mm -hmm. uh, and the need to really deliver that experience of uh, having to teach anybody anything when we're already in this this place of harmony and perfection mm -hmm. this place with the trees that we enter into um that we're talking about it's available to all of us mm -hmm. and we're just not listening but it's all they're always communicating with us they're always showing us exactly what we need Mm -hmm. and uh and i felt that whether we're just going on a hike or, or whether we're intentionally going out and having a ceremony of connecting intentionally with the tree or rocking meditating it's uh yeah i i felt uh one point i did a tour it was weeks ago and for this particular tour i was just guided like you mm -hmm. to go to a tree and I showed him a bit about grokking the tree and about the wolf breath. And, and we sat, we stood there when we were sort of just setting intentions and, you know, just meeting. Um, and my client leaned up against the tree and had his hand on the tree. And then he sat there and he looked around and we just took a minute and I didn't say anything. And all of a sudden he just started flowing with this, you know, 
you know, yeah, what was coming up for him in his life and where, you know, his connection to nature and where really that's where he felt clear. And we just explored that. And by the end of that conversation, I don't think I said hardly anything, but he was having a conversation with the tree and he didn't know it. Mm. To memory and he was connecting to all of these things, but it was grounding because, well, for one, we've taken our shoes off. So we're grounding Mm. and connecting to the, Mm. to the tree in a very intimate way. We're hugging the tree. I mean, Mm. we're in it, but then I kind of just stepped back and said, the tree is going to do all the, all the work here. The tree is transmuting. The tree is grounding mm. holding the space that we as yeah. really holding the space. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was invite that. Mm-hmm. Let's just, let's just go here and let's be with this tree. And he started to have his own healing, just going mm-hmm. through this. This is phenomenal. I'm not really doing anything but holding the space with the tree. I love that. And I've noticed that again and again and again, the trees, this keeps coming up for me, how profound Mm -hmm. the trees are in our journey, how much um, the records, the memories and the information Mm -hmm. that they have for us and to take to to receive. And Mm -hmm. I think that simply being present in nature is enough. I even... So downtown is is beautiful. It's this cute little touristy kind of town. And there's flowers planted all over the place. And every time I go down, I sniff the flowers. Because they're there. (laughs) And I haven't seen, the kids will follow me. The adults are like, what is she? I'm like, they're here. They want to be smelled. They're, They're showing themselves. And they want they want to be seen they want to be appreciated and i'm so sorry if you're hearing something snore because it's the um the king charles spaniel that i'm sitting and i took him for a hike today and he's he's out Ow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's getting really loud on my end so i'm not sure if you hear him No, <laughs> that's that's funny. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's really just, or even watching like, even watching birds fly, or or like I've I've gotten like with my grounding, I I you know I take my shoes off, but then my hands want to go in too, and sometimes I I saw this really cool technique that I've done once where you lay down belly down on the ground and then you put your cheek and your ear on the ground you know like this and just lay like that for a few minutes and it's like such a deep level of grounding it's it's electrifying Mm. Mm. wow oh it's like giving the earth a hug Mm -hmm. put your arms out and just (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> she appreciates it i know that mm. yeah or even just uh appreciates the thought if we just say i want to connect i want to see i want to hear you mm-hmm. and uh setting an intention uh goes a long way mm-hmm. and, and lay on the earth and see if it's 
what the experience is any different. Yeah. Laying on the earth versus saying, I'm hugging the earth or mm -hmm. taking your shoes off. And instead of just walking, being with every step and saying, I'm kissing the earth with every, with my feet, with every step I take mm -hmm. softly. Mm -hmm. Like making that an intention, I think changes our whole experience. When I bring the intention of kissing the earth with my feet, I slow down so much because my feet literally want to kiss the earth. And I can't kiss the earth if I'm going bing, 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 bing. But if I go bing, bing, it, it's amazing how dramatically it changes how I show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's all these these little exercises that I've been exploring more and mm. how we show up. Mm -hmm. And it's simple, the simplicity. It's like the kissing the earth, the mindful walk in nature, mm -hmm. the noticing a tree from a different perspective, you know. Mm -hmm. Really, I think coming back, well, to how exciting the world was when we were children. Mm-hmm really bring us in back into that space yeah. if we can really set the intention to just play and be and to love her and to listen to the trees and yeah. and then we we notice things and yeah it's like the play of how oh, the nature it's especially right now in Shasta everything is so beautiful mm -hmm. and we take that time for ourselves to be in nature and like shut shut the world off leave mm -hmm. your phone in the take your shoes off and, um, you know, really just connect. It's like we, yeah, we look for all these practices and we're always looking for the next thing that can, you know, or the next teacher or the next practice that uh, will ground us. And we're all just trying to come back to center. Mm -hmm. I, that, the, that I find, um, when I'm really present, even noticing an ant on a tree and being with that. And it's like the more subtle, the smaller, the things that we often miss, the little things mm -hmm. have potential to bring us to peace because that's the moment that we have to be more attuned, more sensitive. Mm -hmm. And in this place of stillness to receive. And then the other things, when we go back into the world, you know, but they're so much clearer to us. And I feel like we're much more tuned to uh, that inner, inner guidance, but uh, the nature has a way and it doesn't need any words, doesn't need any guides but as a guide to nature. I am always saying, how can I just get us this far and then get out of the way? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, she'll teach you everything. Mm -hmm. you have to let go and it's like you have to be like a child and that playfulness that innocence of like just being and just uh exploring the adventure the wonder, the wonder. oh like the wow mm -hmm. you know stuff three they said you know the way that we label things the moment that we saw it and we learned it was a tree we we stopped seeing for what it was and it was just mm. 
But if we could remove that, even that, mm -hmm. you know, to a child before we even taught it, you know, mm -hmm. taught the child tree. Yeah. And said, oh, the label, that's a tree. But you don't know the tree. There's right. so much. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they're, they're just, it's, it's like the above ground version of mycelium because they're so interconnected and they talk so much and we don't appreciate like I know when I was guided to connect with those trees on your family's land that I was bringing some medicine up here I don't know what the medicine was but it's been received because mm. I could feel the transfer. And I, I don't, I remember like walking on your land, like, oh, this one wants to talk to me. I, I don't know. Mm. But they mm. know, they're, they're like, oh, this one, this one needs to do this for us because we have some messages for our friends up north. Wow. Hey, look at it like that. It's like we're, uh, we're just gritting for the earth and mm. then, as this infinite intelligence, mm -hmm. like the, like the crystals, yeah, record keepers are like exchanging information through us. Mm -hmm. We don't have to know what it is. But like you, I, I certainly don't know what it is. I just know what it is. Yeah, you said I want to serve. I want to connect, and mm -hmm. and now you're, uh, yeah, you're sitting with trees and two different. Uh, sacred sites connecting the grids and this is uh wow yeah it's amazing it's really amazing because normally up in portland or down in portland so we're just in down in portland down in portland um there's a grandmother cedar that is with my first tree mentor um that i really spent a lot of time with and when i was heading up um I tuned in and she was like, no, 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 you have enough. You don't need to stop and say hi to me right now. You you need to carry the, the energy from Shasta up to Orcus. I was like, but I always visit you when I'm in Portland. She's like, no, you don't need to this time. I'm like, mm -hmm. mother Cedar, but she, she's not there. I I'm the, the energy I'm bringing for her is on um, snow Lake, which is South near Issaquah. And I have to go hug that tree and then bring that tree energy down to her. <laughs> it's just interesting. Like, no, I don't need those trees. I need this tree. <laughs> I'm like this, this walking conduit for them. And it's just, it's delightful because it's, it's bringing that wonder and that play in because I have no idea what I'm being. I mean, I, I know I got the tattoo of the cedar frond for some reason. And that, that was for them. It wasn't for me. So having it, they already know I have it and they know my commitment to the, to the kin. So they're just using me as a conduit for them to bring things that they can't carry on, on through their ground network. Mm. Mm. And if I was talking to anyone else, I think they think I was insane. <laughs> <laughs> no it it what i was thinking about was maybe what if they can though what if maybe what they're maybe this is as much for you is it mm. what you're exchanging mm -hmm. 
and being with those trees this way i uh have heard stories and this feels true how every tr one tree is every tree in this quantum entanglement mm -hmm. the nature of the mycelium network and how it's how complex and how how much it expands through the planet and just consciousness of the trees mm -hmm. trees would carry messages remotely from one the story that i was shown and it keeps coming up when you talk about that was how the uh the shamans in south america would send messages to the medicine men in the north uh, and that they would go to the trees and the trees would would carry these messages that they'd be communicating these uh, whether it was like cert certain points in our evolution as a species of you know understanding like there were certain things that were happening all over the world with uh you know tribes that had never connected with one another like uh you know inventions you know throughout human history mm -hmm. that we've this so it i think leads into this idea that there's this collective consciousness mm. and remote it is without any time and space we're all connected like the trees mm -hmm. and that uh they would intentionally though these shamans and the medicine men would intentionally have these relationships to the trees much like what you're explaining to me in your experience and uh with that the trees were carrying messages through them for them mm -hmm. but was it really for them or the tree and i think that the trees are far more uh intelligent than we can even understand give them credit for them being that like us like the whales who can sing mm -hmm. a song called never uh, other side of the planet they're singing the same song no, it's and I so think of, magical. And I think the trees are the same way. I really feel like feel that. And I feel those stories, which are stories, but they feel true because mm -hmm. uh, when we understand uh, this, yeah, the frequency and vibration and the quantum entanglement through one and the collective, mm -hmm. and it's all the same. We're all, yeah. And, um, through the trees, I wonder, just maybe it was more for you. And uh, I mean, maybe the trees already knew. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. I wouldn't like, because when Grandmother Cedar woke me up to how deeply I could connect with trees, um, what I did was um, in my garden, there was a... Um, there was a, a shed that the former garden manager lived in and they were going to tear it down. And her, her children were around that, <clears throat> that, um, that structure. And I wrote to the city of Portland. I said, I will tie myself to those trees. You are not going to touch those trees. They're part of a family and you, you're going to, I don't care how you take the structure down, but you're not touching the trees. Mm. And I was like, I was like mama bear, viking coming out 
protection level of these trees because grandmother cedar had helped me so much and that night she came to me in a dream and as a thank you she showed me all of the plants that went into all of my essential oils and how happy they were to work with me and i woke up crying mm. because i never really appreciated what goes into essential oils but those those plants that went into the essential oils that i have were so happy that i was the one that picked them mm. I was like, how did she know that that would be the thank you? Like, how did she know how impactful that would be for me? Because I was taking care of her children. Like she saw it. She felt my love for her and her children. And she wanted to be, hey, this is my gift back to you. Because we see you as something more than just the two-legged. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's profound. Mm. Yeah. And you work with the essential oils often in your healing and with your uh with your clients or with the animals. Have you been called to I was I was called three years ago to buy a bunch and carrier oils and I asked why and they said you'll find out. And I'm still mm -hmm. wondering what it is because I do make things on occasion, but most of them are still down in Chasta because I only have my car with me and I could only fit so many things. Yeah. My car, you know how small it is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when I head back down, I'm probably going to head down in July and, and retrieve other things. So, yeah. They will be part of it because I miss them. I miss like I only have about thirteen or fourteen. I'm like, where, where, where's my, where's my friends? They're not with me. It's, it's, it's kind of like a phantom limb kind of level of, of missing. And it's not, it's not attachment to, but I actually, I know objects that we perceive as third dimensional have consciousness to them. My, my car talks to me, so I know that the essential oils are part of my family um in ways that sound in a lower frequency like i'm attached to them like like you know i need them but it's it's a kinship and it's the same with my table and a couple other things it's like it's not because i won't live without them but they're my friends mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's it's a very interesting state of being when when it's like yeah i want to keep them but not for the reasons like not because it's a cool thing but because it's my friend and it wants to have a relationship with me mm. wow yeah and everything has a consciousness mm. oh. <laughs> it does it's really bizarre it's like because we have this perception we have this illusion that that objects like this mug um, is just a mug, but somebody imbued their energy into it. I don't know if it was, you know, mass produced or, or individually made, but regardless, somebody created that design in the first place. Somebody put the object in motion to make it. And that has consciousness to it. It's imbued with somebody's energy 
and it's imbued with the minerals energy that created the clay and the heat and the everything. So it has consciousness. Mm. <laughs> and memory. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Special carries the memory of all oh. the uh the and uh yeah i can't go in museum yeah that's really you said i can't go can't. in museums no i can't because the energy the energy is too much for me because all the objects carry the energy of their humans and i get overwhelmed mm. Mm. I'm special. <laughs> Especially sensitive to truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This memory as well keeps the records. Mm -hmm. Very growing objects. <laughs> not inanimate. Mm -mm. Life. They're just moving at a slower wow. frequency than we are. The vibrations just vibrating slower, mm -hmm. but uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> makes me look down the road. I'm thinking about all of my the relationship I have to each one, and then wow, that in and itself is <laughs> profound meditation just to appreciate the things where they, yeah, mm -hmm. where they come. And everything that went into everything, <laughs> it's really profound. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. Well, I always, always enjoy connecting with you. Likewise, sister. And I so appreciate your time. And I'm going to ask, we can still talk after this, but um, for the podcast, is there anything else you would like to share? Hmm. Well, in light of our uh, most recent conversations, I just want to shine the light on you and honor you for your journey to Orcas Island and what you're really showing to me. It's that demonstration of that full surrender experiment mm. that we were It was really profound to witness you mm. um, leaving Shasta, witnessing the journey, um, being able to check in with each other and be able to hear it unfolding for you and mm. you know, just to be fully uh, showing up for yourself, but then being able to be in that flow, that flow of just what's showing up in each moment. Mm. And yeah, I'm inspired by watching your journey. Thank you. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah, really speaking to me um, about Michael Singer's work and mm. it's brought a lot up for me too. Mm. And 
Yeah. And I just really want to honor you for, for being on that journey. Thank you. It's been expansive for sure. <laughs> I'm very yeah. expansive. It's like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to surrender to whatever, but like, it's such a gift because it's allowing me the gift of being on levels that I had never given myself permission to. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, to giving yourself permission to go to those deeper depths, whether it's with the trees, whether it's with a person, mm -hmm. it's, it's with yourself. Mm -hmm. The interactions with the people are imbued with a deeper level of awareness because mm. you've taken time mm. to honor the you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're uh yeah. You're a pioneer. Mm, thank you. Yeah, uh, letting go. Thank you. Mm. I I I graciously received that. Thank you. It is a joy and an honor to know you and to share this time with you. Thank you so much. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. And let it flow.